one of the ways that we can simplify is if we choose to see what is underneath the reactivity, what is underneath the anger, what is underneath the, I have a hard time loving that person, there's always only going to be love. If you keep going down, the energy of our existence, the energy of our life, the energy of our beingness is only love. This is why yogis say this is the practice of a lifetime. This isn't a drive-through quick fix. This is I am willing to love everyone in my life. From Baltimore, Maryland, this is the Awake Yoga Meditation Podcast. Each week, we share a part of a teaching from Swami Nityananda, recorded live at an Awake Yoga Meditation event. Today, Swami Nityananda on how to dissolve a stalemate. To attend a live meditation or to join our free e-yogi community, please visit awakeyogameditation.org. So this is a funny story from my own daily life. It was a week ago Saturday, and it was between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning, so it's still dark. And at that time of day, it's that kind of really hushed, quiet time of day. Yogis recommend that time of day for meditation, by the way, in case that's of interest to anyone, in part because there isn't a lot of the hustle and the hurry and the flurry of daily life. So it's an incredibly quiet, sacred time. And it's a turning it's a juncture before the night ends, before the day begins. And that's an incredibly sacred time to align with the, with the divine. So having said that, uh, at my house, outside of my house, on this particular Saturday morning, there came this unearthly noise, just like unimaginable. It sounded like the wilderness was howling. And then there was like this hissing, and then there was this howling, and this yipping, and this screeching, and this caterwauling, and it was reverberating. And it's really quiet, so you can't even tell kind of like what the source of it's coming from. It sounds like it's surrounding the whole house. It sounds like it's surrounding the whole neighborhood. And uh, as Swami Shankarnanda would have said, it sounded like it was the hounds of heaven, (laughs) except the other kind of hounds, right? So this went on for a surprisingly long period of time. And then all of a sudden, quiet was restored. And later on that morning, my neighbor texted me. He said, that was quite a ruckus this morning. And I texted back whatever I texted back. But the upshot of it was it had been a fox barking at a cat, and the cat had been treed, and the cat was hissing. Okay, so here's the face-off. It's the stalemate. And I'm going to invite us really, really quickly to remember every one of us has been that cat. (laughs) So the cat is that element in us that wants to flee, that wants to hide, and then realizes, oh, I've gotten myself in a predicament. What do I do now? I can't get out. I'd better hiss, right? And so for every single one of us, what have I been fleeing? What have I been not facing? What have I been fleeing? And then how have I landed myself up a tree 
And now all I can do is hiss because I don't like where I am, even though I myself put myself there. And so we're kind of locked in this, I'm up a tree, hissing stalemate in that aspect of ourselves. And then every one of us is the fox. So every one of us is like, there's a cat. I don't like that cat. And there's a cat and it's wrong. And I'm going to bark at it. And I'm not going to be quiet. And I'm going to keep adding my noise to the situation, even though it's not changing anything. (laughs) Not that any one of us has ever done that or felt inspired to do that. But let's ask, (laughs) in what way have I been adding noise? And I will actually tell you that when we meditate, a realization comes sooner or later that much human communication is noise. And that if we ask ourselves, is what I am saying kind and useful and true? Is it constructive? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? Is it adding anything? My lips might be zipped. a lot of the time. (laughs) And so just to kind of check in, and this would be a form of simplicity. How may I bring simplicity into my speech and my communication so that I don't add noise, so that I energize only what is healing and what is quiet? Okay, so we probably have tuned in. There's the aspect of the cat that flees, that ends it up a tree and is hissing within each of us. And then there's the aspect of the fox, which is barking and adding noise, and there's a stalemate. And that exists within each of us. And so here's what my neighbor did, which just makes me smile. Ordinary, kind, decent neighbor walks outside and stands there. The cat and the fox melt away. They vanish. The stalemate goes away. And I said to my neighbor, this was some couple days later after that, I said to him, oh, thank you. That was really brave of you to go out there. And he said, I didn't do anything. The only thing I did was be there. And, you know, my little ding, 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 ding starts going off. The only thing I did was be there. That is what changes things. So my neighbor was acting as the observer, the pure presence of awareness changes the situation. So scientists have known this for some time, that if you measure something, it actually changes the situation. If you observe something, it actually changes the situation. Yogis and other meditation traditions have known this for a long time as well. When you bring that energy of awareness in, you don't have to do anything. Awareness itself initiates a transformation. So when we sit in the presence of quiet, that itself is initiating the transformation. We don't have to do a thing. Awareness transforms. A way to put this is kind of like transformation happens. It arises. Grace is, is another way to put this. Blessing is. It all arises. And so when we come into quiet, when we come into stillness, when we let go of this idea that we have to focus so much on doing. So remember what my neighbor said, I didn't do anything. The only thing I did was be there. Let us do that much more for ourselves, allowing ourselves to be there, 
allowing ourselves to be with what is. And look what happened in that case. Simply being there transformed the stalemate. The noise melted away. The fox got to stop making that barking sound that sounded like the hounds of heaven, except the other kind of hounds. And the cat got to be freed from the predicament that the cat itself had put itself in. (laughs) So just being there changes things. And so for yourself, just imagine that every one of us, because this is the truth, has the capacity to be there with ourselves. To be there with that scared cat aspect of ourselves that is like, I need to flee. I'm really, 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 really scared for whatever reason. I need to run. And then that aspect of ourselves that wants to point out, you're a cat. You're wrong. I don't like you. You're being a cat. What are you doing being a cat? That aspect of ourselves as well. Can I be with that aspect of myself? Can I be with that ferocious, ravenous, wild aspect of myself? Because if I can be with that aspect of myself, it melts away. It becomes not a threat to me or to anyone else. And then I'm able to be unshaken. I'm able to be the energy of kindness and the energy of unwavering love pure generosity with other humans who might be experiencing that I want to flee or that I want to make a lot of noise. (laughs) And so again, if we can just give ourselves that gift of I can be there with myself. That's one of the most healing, transformative gifts we can give ourselves. And when we are able to do that for ourselves, that energy also will flow forward And it will share through us with everyone else that we come into contact with. And so that's the energy of pure awareness. That's the energy that the Buddha lived and embodied and taught. It just means the energy of awakeness. The energy of being able to be with what is. And when we are able to be with what is, joy is with us. Healing is with us. Grace and generosity and opulence and abundance and companionship and connectedness are with us always. And then whatever forms are perfect for them to come to us in the realm of time and space, they come. So this is a teaching from Swami Shankarananda that will make us all sit up in our seats. He says, If there is even one person you do not love, you cannot say you love God. Take a giant breath right now, (laughs) because I know we all aspire to love God. And I know that for the human heart, very often there's a learning curve (laughs) in learning to expand, in learning to love the people we find it challenging to be with, or the people who have that way of getting under our skin They can quirk their eyebrows at us and make us go into a tizzy that wakes us up in the middle of the night. My brother quirked his eyebrows at me in exactly that way. He knows I hate when he quirks his eyebrows at me in that way. And it brings up whatever it is that it brings up for us. And we wake up in the middle of the night and our heart's pounding. And so one of the ways that we can simplify is if we choose to see what is underneath the reactivity, what is underneath the anger, 
what is underneath the, I have a hard time loving that person. There's always only going to be love if you keep going down, if you keep going all the way down. The energy of our existence, the energy of our life, the energy of our beingness is only love. I want to be really honest with you here. Depending upon our energy patterns, we might access this love instantly in a moment, in a breath, in a heartbeat sometimes. And sometimes it might be harder. There might be more of an excavation. We might be more like, I'm shoveling, Lord, where's the love? I know it's down here somewhere. So I just want to acknowledge, I came across a true story this week, someone who meditates, and his meditation teacher years ago had said to him, you need to clear your anger. And when you clear your anger, underneath that, you'll find love. And what this meditation student said, he was very honest and self-revealing. He said, that was 23 years ago. He was like, I'm still digging. He's like, it's getting better, slowly, little by little, but I'm still digging. And so this is just to let everyone know, this is why yogis say this is the practice of a lifetime, right? This isn't a drive-through quick fix. This is, I am willing to love everyone in my life, and I'm willing to expand the circle of kinship so that it includes, finally, everyone on the planet. And I'm willing to keep polishing my heart. As long as you have any feeling of separateness around your heart, any feeling of judgment or shame or blame for yourself or for anyone else, keep polishing. As long as you have any resistance or resentment, as long as you have any feeling that there's anyone other than you, (laughs) or any feeling that there's anyone other than God, then that's a wonderful invitation to keep polishing. This has been a production of Awake Yoga Meditation in Baltimore, Maryland. If this teaching has resonated with you, please consider making a financial contribution of any amount. Awake Yoga Meditation is a vibrant spiritual community oriented around yoga philosophy and awakening to our true divine nature. Our mission is to empower you in meditation, yoga philosophy, joyful service, and freedom in your life and world. We offer weekly meditations for adults and children, spiritual discussion, and meditation instruction. All are welcome. This podcast is produced by Racha and Dhruv. For more podcasts, articles, and upcoming events, or to schedule a private, personal, spiritual conference with Swami Nityananda, please visit awakeyogameditation.org. May absolute peace pervade the whole universe.